Welcome, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. We're doing something just a little bit different today. Instead of talking about Kanye West's latest Twitter rant, what color Beyonce's hair is this week, what Justin Bieber has been up to, uh, we're going to focus on on one film and one filmmaker. It's a documentary called Golden Dawn Girls uh, by Norwegian documentary filmmaker Hovard Busnes. Did I say the name correctly? Fantastic. Yay. Because yeah. if you give me a name, uh, I will yeah. 90% of the time not do it, not say it correctly. Um, we'll talk about Golden Dawn Girls, uh, which I've seen, and there is an image at the end of the movie, and I'm not giving anything away, but there is an image at the end of the movie that's as scary as anything that I've seen in any horror film recently. Uh, it is the culmination of everything that comes before it in this documentary that kind of sets up the Golden Dawn Party in Greece as a, as a neo-fascist group. And when you, when you see this image at the end, and we'll allude to it, I'm not giving it away, it sent chills down my back. So congratulations on yeah. that. Okay, thanks. When you, were, when you were, without giving it away, when you were filming that, did you know, oh, here's the end of the documentary right here. I, I know how to stop this thing now. Absolutely. Yeah. No, of course. We we are in this baptism in this church mm-hmm. and we have like the kids in this neo-Nazi party and they're baptized and then they give the name Irini Golden Dawn to, yeah. to the kid. It's, it's scary. It is scary. And, you know, I've often heard that a lot of documentary filmmakers, when you ask them the question, how do you know when your documentary is finished? They say, well, when I run out of money, that's when the documentary <laughs> is finished. <laughs> how do you know? You've, you, you've got a long storied career in making documentaries yeah, yeah. in Norway and, and other places too. Yeah. Uh, but tell me about, uh, tell me about setting out to make this, you are capturing real life and you don't know where the story is going to go. Absolutely. No, I, you have no idea. My first idea was to make a film about how this raise their kids mm-hmm. to become like having this worldview of uh, conspiracy theories and uh, and fascism. Yes. So, but then something changed. Something yeah. happened. Something happens, and yes. and and it's interesting because the the golden dawn and 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 as I say, we'll talk about this uh, a little bit later on in depth. But the far right nationalist party, the golden dawn, uh, really wanted to present themselves in this documentary in a way that's different than the other coverage that they're getting. We want to be seen as uh, 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 family people, and you know, one of the, the the daughters of one of the leaders is a huge cat lover and dog lover, and they just they're all very very concerned about appearances, and uh, you were able to pierce that just by allowing the camera to run exactly. and talk to them. Were you ever nervous at times making this film? Because there's no implicit violence, I don't think, yeah. that that you might have felt personally, yeah. but certainly it's not beyond the realm of possibility that there could have been. Of course, we were warned. So mm-hmm. we tried to find a photographer from Greece right. and it was impossible. They said, this is too dangerous. No one will do it. No, yeah. exactly. So I found like a stupid guy from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very willing, but no, it, it was okay. So you know, um, I'm from Norway, yeah. and Nor- um, black metal music was born in Norway. Yeah. So that's that was uh, the way we get, got into this party. Because one of the 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 people sitting on the at the head of this party was a former black metal bassist. So yeah. for people that don't know what black metal is, it is loud, fast, aggressive music 
born in Norway, but now has since kind of gone the world over. Exactly. Uh, that is anti-religious, yeah. anti-everything, really. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's about being as bad as possible. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and so, and it's also a connection between black metal and this far-right movement. Yeah. It's very popular in this party. And, and why is that? Is it just because of the aggressive nature of the music? Do you yeah, think? probably. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, a con they like this kind of stuff. So, so what I did to, to get into this party, I, I, I'm not a black metal guy myself, but right. the producer is. Really? So yeah. I, I borrowed a black metal t-shirt the, from the producer <laughs> to blend in, and that worked. Really? <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I guess as a documentary filmmaker, uh, when you're when you're dealing with difficult subjects or, or or people just outside of the mainstream, this wasn't something that that would have been easy to get. That you have to use tricks like that. Yeah, you have, you have. So and and I didn't want to talk. They never asked about my political position, and I didn't understand why. I would have. That would have been my first question. <laughs> exactly. In North America, that would have been the first question. Exactly. Out of anybody's mouth, yeah. out of the subject's mouth. And I didn't want to to talk about it either. But at the very after four years, I asked the daughter of the of the boss, "Why did you never ask about my political mm -hmm. position?" And then she said, "I always knew you were a leftist." Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm speaking with Hovard Busnes. Uh, his film is called Golden Dawn Girls. It's a documentary, uh, fascinating documentary about the rise of the far-right nationalist party Golden Dawn in Greece. Let's go back a little bit. We'll get to that, uh, more of that in a, in a second. You have um, won awards for your documentaries uh, that have been released theatrically on television, around the festival circuit. Um, why documentaries for you? Where, did you study journalism? Yeah, I, I studied f documentary filmmaking. Yeah. So, and, uh, and uh, for me, like Greece has always been the perfect place to go for vacation. It's yeah. like the Greek friendly people, you drink also. And, yeah. uh, and when I first heard that Golden Dawn was at that time the, f the fifth biggest party, 400,000 people have voted for them. Yeah, because initially it was a newspaper. Yes. And then, and then when the bottom fell out of their economy, yes. things changed for them and they became a party and, you know, uh, and, and started to get widespread popular uh, opinion on their side. Exactly. Because before the financial crisis in Greece, they were like a really small party. I think it was like 0.12%, yeah. some thousands uh, supporters. And then suddenly the financial crisis came and they were like a big party. And and why do you think that is? We've just got a, a a few minutes left in this segment. But why do you think that is? Is it uh, people are scared? They 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 weren't sure what was going to happen in their country, and and but it, the, the party is about as far right as you can go. Yes. Um. In in terms of, I mean, they're they're teetering on, if not spilling over into fascism. Yeah. So so why the appeal? Yeah, it's hard to understand, and that's exactly what I wanted to find out. How could this be possible? Mm -hmm. So, uh, in in this country, in Europe. Yeah. So, and I think it's a lot about fear. Uh, I think these people they are really afraid, and and you need somebody to blame. So it's this old story. It's the yeah. same like happened, probably in Germany during the Second World War. Unemployment, people lose their jobs, that kind of things. And and they're afraid. Yes. Yeah. So I guess, you know, so, so you're attracted to that story. Have you always been attracted to political stories or what, what other subjects have you covered in other films? Yeah, I, and my last film, Two Raging Grannies, was about uh, uh, economic growth. 
So I had these two ladies from Seattle uh, <laughs> trying to understand economic growth. Why do we need economic growth? Is it possible to to grow the economy forever? Right. So I, I'm interested in this kind of basic questions, the big questions. And when you're looking around for stories to cover, yeah. uh, you know, do you have you look around the world and you say, okay, there's 20 stories that I could could possibly cover. How do you decide on one or the other? And I'm not talking about uh, the Golden Dawn specifically now, yeah, yeah. but how do you decide on something? <laughs> You're looking a, for interesting characters. Yeah, yeah that's, that's important. Uh, interesting characters, but also sometimes you just start somewhere yeah. and, and things then something happens. So you never, that's the interesting thing. That's why I love documentaries because it's about the truth and, and you have to, and things, unexpected things are happening. And, and that's really interesting. And, and so I guess you really have to be willing to roll with the punches to be able to uh, respond to anything. I mean, there's, there are times in this documentary where they, it's, it's fairly intimate. You're allowed into their homes. You, 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 you tape them, you have conversations with them and other times where you have to stand across the street yeah, yeah, and yeah. tape them because they won't let you near them. Exactly. Because always when you make documentaries, it's like, uh, it's like a battle with the characters mm -hmm. because if I'm going to make a film about you, you have a story you want to tell, yeah. but maybe that's not the story I want to tell. Right. So it be became like a tug of war between me and them. <laughs> and I think that's interesting. Uh, and we decided to, to incorporate that in the film. I think it's really important to see because they have their worldview and they have like things they want to say. Mm -hmm. But I was really afraid of being a microphone stand for them. Right. That would be my worst nightmare. So, so, so sometimes I was really... I was wondering if this is, is it good to make this film? Maybe I should stop the project hmm. because what if I was helping them to promote their, their worldview? But I'm, I'm really confident about the film now. I know it works. Yeah, it does. It, it does work. How long did, were you shooting? Four years. Four years. Yeah, yeah. And, and how do you maintain interest over that amount of time on one subject? Do you go away and work on other things and come back? How does yeah, that yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't stay there all the time. But but in one way, I, I like to work for a long period. It's like a baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but sometimes, exactly like you said, some one day the money is... Yeah, is then one up. day there's just no more money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have to move on. Yeah. And... And, uh, I mean, four years is a long time. Uh, it, it, I guess with a story like this, though, you have to give it room to breathe. You have to, to allow the story uh, to play itself out in whichever direction it was, it was going to go in. Yeah, exactly. And, and then things are happening because we were suddenly in this, this story was like a huge story all over the world because yep. uh, suddenly all the, the, the men, first I wanted to make a film about these women mm -hmm. so and about how they raised their kid. But then suddenly all the men were arrested. The leaders of Golden Dawn mm -hmm. were arrested, accused of leading a criminal organization. And then suddenly the women had to, to be in charge for this party. And I, I had to change my ID totally. Yeah. Totally, I couldn't make this film about the kids. I had to make, and we were suddenly in this both personal and political drama. All the CNN, all these huge TV stations came to Greece to cover the story. And we had this unique access. Yeah. Everybody wanted to have this access, but we were in the middle of it. Because you had relationships with these people already I, over exactly. in, uh, probably two or three years at that point. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, And we had the confidence. Yeah. I'm speaking with Hovard Busnes. His film is called Golden Dawn Girls. When we come back, we're going to talk about Golden Dawn specifically. I want to find out 
the ins, the outs, and how it started and where they are today. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krauss. In studio, we have the director and producer of a documentary called Golden Dawn Girls. Uh, his name is Hovard Busnes. He is from Norway. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to Canada. Thank you. And uh, this film is about the rise of the far-right nationalist party, Golden Dawn. So just to sort of set the stage for everybody, um, tell me the beginnings and kind of the history of Golden Dawn. Yeah. So Golden Dawn started as, started as a newspaper. It started in, in Greece in the 80s. Um, just like a small group, they were like a really neo-Nazi group promoting uh, uh, f- uh, racism, uh, right. having this... Uh, Which they would deny, right? Yeah, they no. would deny that they are to- fascists. To- yeah. Today. Yeah. But if you look at these old magazines, yeah. you have all these pictures of swastikas, it's of Hitler, mm. all this crazy stuff. Uh, and they stayed like a small, small group. But then in, in, uh, in 2012... Uh, just after the financial crisis uh, came to Greece mm-hmm. and they had like all this, uh, this uh, unemployment, suddenly Golden Dawn had the landslide election. They became the fifth biggest party. 400,000 voted for them. They had 7% and had like uh, 20 par- around 20 parliament members. So that was like a big thing. Yeah. And they became a populist movement. Yes. And, and you know, we're seeing more and more of this around the world. Why do you think that is? I think it's, uh, of course, it's about the economy. Yeah. It's that simple. I think uh, it has a lot to do with the, uh, the um, and I also think it's about that we have like the differences between rich and poor is mm-hmm. growing. And I think that's really important. So when you have a lot of poor people with a lot of problems in their life, they look for somebody to blame. Uh, so in one way, if you look at Greece, it's really interesting because if you put in all the bad things, the problems about the economy and mm-hmm. things like that, and you, it's more extreme in Greece than other places, and then you get this really huge, dangerous f- fascist party. So I think it's like a warning for the rest of the world. A microcosm exactly. of, of, of what could happen in the rest of the world. Exactly. And so they, they get 7% of the vote. Yeah. And I, there's a speech in the film where he says, we got 7% this time. Next time we'll get 21% and people are going crazy and they're yeah. zig-hiling and doing yeah, all yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, were you, at what point, were you there at that point when that was happening? Had you already started filming? No, we, so we started the project in 2013, just after the, uh, the, um, the election. Right. So we had to buy some stock footage to cover up that, yeah. of course. But, but so we, we started the project just at the time when the men were arrested. And that was like a crazy time. Yeah. Uh, but it's also important to understand. So after 2012, when they had this landslide election, they also became a movement. They started to hand out food yeah. on the street. They had like a blood bank. So they, were like, they tried to, and, and they, they were growing. Right. And they also were, at this period, after 2012, there also were, were a lot of violence mm-hmm. in Greece against immigrants. They were beating immigrants. They worked like a kind of a police. Which is interesting because there is a scene in the film where you confront one of the female members of Golden Dawn and say, okay, listen, what do you think about what happened last night at this big open air market. Yeah. Uh, the, the members of Golden Dawn went and said, I want to see your immigration papers. Oh, you don't have any. And then destroyed uh, some stalls and, and things. And, and there were beatings. And 
even confronted with video evidence, they're like, no, that's not actually what you're saying. No, what you and it was it's a really remarkable uh, piece of 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 denial, and that happens. That crops up at you know every second interview of this movie is mm-hmm. someone saying, oh no no no. No, exactly. you just don't understand. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's that's one of the things I, I really wanted, why I really wanted to make this film. Right. Because when you talk to the women, there are many, are always the heroes. Right. So they have this narrative. Uh, they always blame somebody else. But when I confront them with this evidence, I have like video clips of mm-hmm. her husband beating immigrants. And she said, no, he didn't hit him. He just hit the table. Right. Hit the stall. Hit, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... How is it possible? Do they really believe this? Or is it just something they say to pretend or to, to yeah? Well, it, it, it's two things. It's fake news. It's the, it's the idea of deny, 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 deny. And, yeah. and that has turned into now fake news. Oh, yeah. well, uh, that's not what we meant to say. The media is twisting everything that we say. Yeah. And as a documentary filmmaker, how do you feel about that? Because you're there looking for some kind of truth. Mm. And if everyone's lying to you, yeah, how do you find really, it? It's really, really scary. But I, I think it's important to understand that I think this is in the human nature to, to make this narrative because we need to feel like the good guys. Right. So it's necessary. We're saving our country. Exactly. Yeah. So they feel like they are in a war. And when you are in a war, you need to protect yourself. And when you protect yourself, you need to use violence. Yeah. So it's like a logic. But, but of course, they live in this echo chamber. They have like this, their own web TV show. They have their own newspapers. So when you are in this echo chamber, mm-hmm. in their worldview, they are the good guys. It's interesting. I often think of the current political situation in North America, uh, which is very different between Canada and the United States, but there are elements that bleed over back and forth. And then you think of the way social media and and the way people kind of curate their social media page. You know, if you are a Trump supporter or a Trudeau supporter or uh, whatever, you will probably curate your page to have people like you on that page. Uh, So all you're getting is fake news, fake news posts, and of course you get indoctrinated after a while. Exactly, and yeah. I think that's exactly what happened in this group. So, and it's really important to, because if it, when it gets that far as the women in this film, it's very difficult to convince them about something else. Yeah. So they believe in these conspiracy theories. They believe the Jews are controlling the world. For me, this is really crazy, but it's really hard to discuss with them because they don't believe the media. They just believe their own yeah. Well, they, they almost, it, it, there were moments in this film where I felt like they felt sorry for you because you hadn't seen the light yet. Exactly. They asked me to read other books. They said, Hova, you have read the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking with Hovard Busnes. He is the director of Golden Dawn Girls, uh, a documentary about the rise of the far-right nationalist party Golden Dawn in Greece. Uh, it's a fascinating look at how unemployment, how a plunging dollar, how high taxes, how, you know, any number of kind of social ills has led to uh, a very disturbing situation. And it is a situation, I think, that is being echoed in some ways uh, across Europe. And so when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation about Golden Dawn Girls. And I want to find out in the next segment uh, why all the male 
leaders of this were arrested and and what the fallout from that has been. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krauss. In studio, we have Hovard Boostness. He is the director of Golden Dawn Girls. It's a fascinating look at the rise of the far-right nationalist party Golden Dawn in Greece. Now, we've talked about how it started. We've talked about the, the people that you met on this incredible journey uh, that you spent four years making this documentary. We're at the point in the story now, though, where virtually the entire executive, all the men, were arrested. And this is, I think, unprecedented for a, a political party anywhere in the world. Maybe there are some you know, smaller nations that have had coups and eventually everyone gets arrested. But this was a different thing. Uh, so tell me what, what happened there and why it's important and how it changed the narrative of what you were doing. Yeah, because I had this other idea, as mm-hmm. I said, like making a totally different film about raising the kids. And then suddenly all the men were arrested. Yeah. Which was a big shock, of course, and 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 yeah. So it, what happened? It was like in two thousand September two thousand and thirteen. It was a rap art, artist called Fissas yeah. who were killed by a Golden Dawn member, and, and this was a huge thing, of course. Before that, we had all this scenes of immigrants were beating. So it's like a lot of things happening. Even on television, one yes. of the Golden Dawn members slapped uh, uh, one of the panelists they were on television with. Exactly. And she disagreed with them and he just slapped her and punched her in the face. Exactly. Yeah. So in September 2013, the leader of Golden Dawn, Michal Yakos, were arrested. And then during like six months, all of the members, leaders, all the parliament members, almost all the parliament members were arrested, accused of leading a criminal organization. So they stayed in custody over a period for two years. Which is the legal length they could be kept without a a, a court case happening. Exactly. And then the trial started uh, in 2015 and they had all these evidences, all these witnesses talking about this party who were violent, who were organizing crimes, and, and the trial is still going on. So it's a huge case, and, yeah. and, and, and they have like, they could be arrested, be in jail for 20 years if they are convicted. And you thought that when they were all arrested that this might change things, that, that when, with the executive essentially out of order, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that the other members and that the, the women who you had initially wanted to focus on that they would go, oh, you know what? Maybe we should re-examine what we're doing. That didn't happen. <laughs> Not really, no. At that moment, uh, the women, of course, they were really sad and things like that. But then they said, okay, we want to do this. So they took control over the party. And then we had an, an election in yeah. Greece. And, and many people thought that, okay, now Golden Dawn will lose because the men are in prison. Yeah. And, and they cannot uh, do their campaign. But then the women did. And of course the women, they are they look much more like you and me. They are much more soft-spoken. Right. Uh, the men are like more bold. Well, and, and there's a number of scenes that you see uh, you know, when they demand that people stand up when when their executive walks into a room and if you don't, God help you. And, yeah. and uh, they say things like, you know, uh, uh, stand up or get out of the room to journalists. They're they expecting journalists to show that kind of deference, that kind of respect to them. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they have this style. But I think when the women took control of the party, it's it's more like soft. And it's, I think it was easier for people not supporting the Nazi right. idea to, to vote for Golden Dawn. So it, I think Golden Dawn has changed 
they are not now now the men are out of, of prison but they don't do all this uh, this food handouts and they're more like they try to pretend they're more like a normal political party right. and i think that's their their idea they have suits they try to look like so they, because it's not like 400,000 neo nazis in, yeah. in 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 greece mm-hmm. so if they are should try if when they try to grow they have to be more like normal yeah so they so they've changed there, it, it, there's the violence that was associated with yeah. their early years yeah. is gone. Yeah. I guess it's sort of like growing up from adolescence to you know maturity. You know, you you yeah. you act less rashly. You, exactly. you behave differently. But they have the same ideas. So for me, this is maybe even more scary. So and I, you see that other places in Europe as well. You have the other parties that they pretend like being a normal mm-hmm. political party. But if you look at what they their political ideas, it's it's the same, right. uh, and that's maybe more dangerous. And we talked earlier about this being a sort of a microcosm for what may be happening in the rest of of Europe. Um, what have you seen to suggest that that is true? So, in you, for example, have in Hungary, you have this uh, Viktor Orban, and and yeah, you see it with uh, Le Pen. Mm-hmm. You have all these parties who is uh, who's growing, uh, yeah. and and that's uh, that's uh, scary. It's a scary thing yeah. as as a documentary filmmaker, as someone who uh, got a, a close, you know, an up close and personal look at at the uh, Golden Dawn. Um, what would you say to people in other places where there are movements like this happening? I think it's really important to confront them, I, yeah. I, and I don't think it's a good thing to to be violent against yeah. them, to throw stones at them. Uh, I think we need to have a dialogue, uh, but it's also, and we cannot just pretend it's not there. We need to discuss it, mm-hmm. and I think we need to understand it. So that's why I think it, for me it was so important to uh, to make Golden Dawn Girls because we need to understand what we want to fight. And, and that's why I think it's important to see this this film. How are they thinking? Yeah. What's what's their ideas? I'm not going to give away the end of the film. If you were listening earlier, you've heard it. But uh, it suggests that this isn't going away anytime soon. Yeah. No. That there is a, a very young generation that's being indoctrinated. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, Norway, tell me a little bit about the tradition of documentary filmmaking uh, from Norway. I was kind of comparing it to Canada. I think in in a way we have a deep and very rich uh, documentary history here in this country. Part of it is, although we're a giant company, there's not many people in it. Hmm. And uh, we don't make Avengers films here. We don't make, you know, big movies like that. Instead, Hmm. Hmm. we do tend to concentrate on documentary films and, Hmm. and, and and films that that uh, are sort of more introspective. Would you say that's the same in in Norway? Yeah, we have a long tradition of documentaries in Norway too. And and but documentaries is is more and more popular in Norway. Yeah. And I think the Norway, Norwegian Film Institute they they really invest in documentaries. So Norway is one of the best places to make documentaries these days because they the fan the possibilities to get money to produce them are, yeah. are really good. Yeah. And and for your next project. I, I assume that you're working on something now. Yeah. I assume that you maybe have two or three things going at all times. Is that true? I try to, to be honest, I, I, I have problems to make too many films at the same time. At the same time, yeah. yeah. Well, so. you, with something like Golden Dawn Girls, I would imagine that the focus is so intense 
And you don't know when the story is going to end or mm. what it's going to be, really. Mm. So it's kind of hard to schedule, I would think. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have to, to be ready to go there where, wherever things happening. But it's not the worst place to go, to be honest. It's, oh, it's, nor, uh, oh, what, Greece? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, what kind of toll, and, and without being, you know, very personal, but what kind of toll does it take on a personal life to uh, be on call, essentially? If something happens in the middle of the night on Monday night, Tuesday, you're probably going to have to go. Exactly. So your your schedule is up in the air, yeah, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the life. That's Some, the, yeah, sometimes I, I took my family there. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we stayed well, it's there. Sunny, it's yeah, nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so my daughter, she also met one of the characters. She was like 12 years at that, that, that time. And how did that go? Because it's important to understand that they are like very normal yeah. when you don't talk politics. Right. So that's really what they are trying to to put forth. Exactly. And it was interesting. When we come back in the next segment, we've just got a minute here, and it's not enough time to get in this. But we see conversations in this movie that you hear people saying things like, have we started yet? Have we started yet? They're not aware that they're being filmed. Hmm. And uh, it's interesting because you actually get a look at someone before uh, they're performing for the camera because I think no matter what, hmm. people do have an element of performance. Hmm. As soon as you put a camera in front of them, unless they're used to it 24 hours a day, there's an element of performance. So before they think the cameras are rolling, I think you got some interesting... Uh, insight into them. Hmm. I want to talk about using that, if that is a trick or or, or what it is. So when we come back, we're, we're speaking with Hovard Boostness. The film is called Golden Dawn Girls. And we're going to talk about getting a, a, an up-close and personal look at people almost by any means necessary. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krauss in studio. Hovard Boostness has come all the way from Norway to talk about his film, Golden Dawn Girls. And this is about the rise of the far-right nationalist party, Golden Dawn, in Greece. And when we left, I was talking about some of the interviews that you've done in this film. There's a great deal of archival footage in the movie. We get to see uh, news footage, and, and, and everything is placed into context. What I found really interesting were two things. One thing that you just said. When you're not talking about politics to particularly the women of the Golden Dawn movement, they're talking about their kittens, they're talking about whatever. It's just it's, they're completely, uh, you would never know that they were part of this far-right movement. Uh, and in the film, we see some really revealing moments. And we see them, and it inevitably follows with, is that camera on yet? Uh, is that thing on? They don't know that they're being filmed. And sort of ethically, do you have to tell people What's happening when you're making a documentary? How does that work? Yeah, it's 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 a balance, of course. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's it's the the point is, I have to go one step back because yeah. in this film, after a while, I saw that the women really try to control the film. Yeah, so they could decide if I were allowed to film or not. Uh, and sometimes I, they said, no, you cannot film. And I saw there were happening a lot of interesting things mm -hmm. in their main office, for example. And I also found out in the editing process that when I listened to the, to the because I don't speak Greek, mm -hmm. uh, but I has, had a translator. And we saw that 
in between the takes, they were discussing in between themselves how to manipulate me. Yeah, because they knew that you couldn't understand what they were saying. Exactly. And I think in this film, it's really important for the audience to understand how they have their agenda. I had to show the audience the tug of war between Mm -hmm. me and them, how they try to direct the film. So I had to include it. Yeah. But it's also important for me that we didn't use a hidden camera or something. Right. The so camera they, was sitting right in front of exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. So we, they knew we were filming. They just didn't know that we were, we were using what happened uh, uh, in between uh, uh, the questions. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I guess that uh, I, I, I do media training with people. Yeah. And I tell them when someone says, this is off the record. Yeah. Nothing's off the record. Uh, but I didn't say I didn't say it was off the record. No. So that's but, a difference. So I, I guess the point that I that I'm making is always be uh prepared that if there's a camera or a microphone or yeah. a reporter in your presence, yeah. whatever you say is is gonna get used, probably. Yeah. Or could be used. It, it could be used, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And what's the reaction been to the film? Uh, and and from just regular audiences, yeah. I know it's played at festivals and that kind of thing. Uh has and or have any of the Golden Dawn members seen the film? And if so, what has been the reaction? Yeah. So the film has traveled to a lot of festivals. It's like 40, 50 festivals all over the world now. It's New mm-hmm. Zealand. It's all over the world. So that's great. But yeah, the women saw the film first before the festivals, of course. I had to, to let them see it and to comment it. Do you have to? Yeah. Ethically. I really? think so. Yeah, yeah, I think they should be they should have the possibility to comment it. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. say if something is wrong. Right. So, for example, this about uh, using things in between, they haven't said anything about it. Really? No. Because I might have raised an objection <laughs> if I had been them. Would you yeah. not have? I mean, because yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah, show them in the best light. No, but it's, it's the truth. But it's the truth. Yeah. 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 So their reaction, first, we had like we made a screening in Greece, yeah. a special screening for them. I didn't go there myself. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they took their man and they like watched the film and... They didn't say anything. It was silence for 24 hours. Then Jenny, the, one of the characters, yeah. who, she's the wife of one of the parliament members, she messages us on Facebook and she said she was disappointed because she hoped the film would show that her husband is innocent. Right. That was her idea. Yeah. And then she also were a little bit disappointed because we had filmed her daughter and her husband a lot and we didn't use very much of that material. Right. So she hoped that the film would show them as normal families. Yeah. Urania, uh, the daughter of the boss, she didn't say anything. The other main character, she contacted me a month ago and she said, ask me for a DVD. And then I asked her, did you like the film? And she said, yes, it was nice. And how do you feel as a filmmaker? Because, uh, I mean, obviously gratified on some level. You've made a film that people enjoyed. But the subjects of the film aren't necessarily meant to enjoy the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but sometimes it's good because the film shows the truth. Yeah, and, yeah. of course, for us, what they do is crazy. They are beating immigrants and all this kind of stuff. But they are proud of what they are doing. Right. For them, in their worldview, this is the right thing to do. So I, for me, it's good that they are not too critical. Yeah. It's important for me that they understand that this is the truth. We agree. This is how, how it is. Yeah. What do you hope that audiences, general audiences, will take away from this? I, th- I hope that the audiences will understand the people behind the rise of the far-right movement. Right. I think it's really important to understand how they think. 
I think it's important to understand their conspiracy theories. I think it's important to understand what we want to stop. I'm speaking with Hovard Boostness. He's the director of Golden Dawn Girls, uh, which is about the rise of the far-right nationalist party Golden Dawn. Uh, as we sit here today, you, uh, when did you film the last part of this documentary? So the last scene was shot in August last year. So last year. So we're almost a year. We're 10 months away, yeah. 10 or, or, or nine months away yeah. from it. What's happened in Greece with Golden Dawn since then? So I don't think a lot of things. The, the, the trial is still going on. Yeah. It, somebody said to me, it may be like concluding this year, hopefully. So that will be really exciting. What is taking so long? That's a good question. Yeah. I, I think it's too slow. Yeah. I think it's too slow. They should should finish it earlier because it's important for people to have trust in the justice system. Mm-hmm. They need to, to conclude. I think it's very important. Maybe that's another film. It could be. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to make a new film about Golden Dawn. No. <laughs> no. It, it, once the, 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 the door has been closed on this, once you, you, you say, yep, I'm finished with this, yeah. how involved do you stay with the subject? I mean, do you follow you know, uh, any of the, the characters or, or stories from your other documentaries? Or is it just, you know, that was a job yeah. and now I'm walking away? And... So it's different from film to film. Yeah. In this film, it's not natural to have a lot of contact. Right. But sometimes we are friends for life. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, could meet, I would like to meet them again again. It could be okay to talk. I would, would like to talk to them again. And they were they were okay with you? I mean, there there were moments in the film when it felt like maybe things were going to go sideways a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but they were okay with you by and large? Yeah. So we, we could talk about diff- other things, yeah. about family and yeah. other things. So, of course, when you make a film, you have, uh, during a period of four years, you have a lot of contacts. Right. So right. it's not like we are friends. But we have friendly contact. Yeah, yeah. So we eat lunch together and you have to. Will your next films be in a political vein or will you be? Yeah. And my next film is from the border between U.S. and Mexico. Really? Yeah. So where the wall will be, should it ever be built. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. We've got three minutes left. Tell me about... Uh, so you're filming, I would uh, assume, on both, uh, in, you know, interviewing Mexicans trying to get through and maybe the people trying to stop them getting through. No, it's a little bit different, this film. I think it's many film made about that. Yeah. So so what a lot of people don't know, that this area was the Apaches area. Yeah. So it's in fact, it's a film about the Apache Indians. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in uh, in the 30s, a Norwegian explorer called Helge Ingstad went to 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 Mexico looking for a lost tribe of uh, Apaches. So it's a story about following in, in his footsteps, but it's also about the border. So yeah, it's, but it's it, so it's, it's historical yet timely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I, being from Norway, you have a, a similar climate to us. It seems like you only make movies in hot places, though. Oh. Is that part of it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good to go to warmer places. Yeah. <laughs> just select a subject where it's warm. <laughs> we just have a couple minutes left. What's life like in Norway? Norway is a nice country. It's yeah. in one way pretty much like Canada. We have, as far as I know, you also have a public healthcare system. Yep, absolutely. We have pretty good systems for 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 people. Yeah. So I think it's it's a social democracy system. People have jobs. Yeah. We we have we have done pretty well the last 20, 30 years because of the oil. So we have some challenges to 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 change the economy, right? 
but but it's a good place to live. And why not make documentaries about Norway? It's too. It's too uh, cold. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not there. Yeah, it, it's in one way for me. It's good to go to other places because then I can see things from outside. Right. Well, I think that there is really something to be said for casting an outsider's eye on a story. Yeah. You see things, uh, hopefully without bias, uh, with a different perspective. Exactly. It's it's a much different way of looking at things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. And you've been spending some time in America. What's your take on what's happening there then? That's a long story. No, I'm, I, for me, I was I was so shocked yeah. when Trump was elected. Did, did you have had you spent time in America before? Yeah, yeah, you had. So, yeah. um, were you? Is your perspective different now that you're making this film, partially in the U.S. Uh, than it was? You know, a couple of years ago, before Trump was elected. Yeah, maybe. It's, yeah. it's a difficult question. Uh, I, I don't. It's a big question. It's yeah. a big, big question. But uh, now I'm. Uh, I think I think when you see what happened in Charlottesville, for example, yeah. it was really scary. And uh, yeah, after putting a period on Golden Dawn Girls, when you see things like that in Charlottesville, that yeah. must have sent a chill down your yeah. back. And uh, also, when I, when it, there were a lot of stories from Charlottesville, mm-hmm. there were I interviewed with one of the people in Charlottesville, the neo-Nazis there, and he said that they were inspired by Golden Dawn in Greece. Right. So there is a connection. And we also met at the Golden Dawn main office. We also met people from the U.S. coming to Greece to learn. So, so they talk together. My guest in studio has been Hovard Boostness. His film is called Golden Dawn Girls. Uh, it is about the rise of the far-right nationalist party Golden Dawn in Greece. Uh, it's a fascinating look at that and gives you an idea that that is just a microcosm of what is or could happen uh, in the rest of the world. Uh, Hovard, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, My thanks to Andre on the board. Most of all, my thanks for you for listening.